0: is your picker broken? How to stop ending up in the wrong relationships with the wrong people. Um, so Catherine and I hear this saying a lot, um, women either saying, questioning whether they're too picky um, or why do I always attract toxic men? Why do I always attract unavailable men? I think my picker is broken. So if you've never heard the term picker broken, now you know what it means, <laughs> but excited to dive in. Um Yeah, and unpack this one with you. I am
1: super passionate
0: about this one,
1: (laughs) mostly because where I want to begin actually is there's either the extreme of the person who isn't picky enough right? The woman who doesn't have standards, which is the woman who ends up in the toxic relationship because you don't have boundaries and you don't have standards. And you're probably just saying, well, I'm getting attention. Like that's how you pick rather than someone who's actually qualified to be your partner. And the thing that's super painful for me on the other side with are you too picky is the lack of self-trust that women have around Mm. relationships. So if a and I'm sure we still have to do a freaking episode on how to stop asking your fucking friends for dating advice <laughs> and work with the coach. But I, the amount of clients I've just had this week who said, Catherine, my friends say I'm too picky or new women coming my way. And what's happening on the exploration call is they're saying, well, my friends have told me I'm too picky. Mm. It, I mean, this statement in and of itself, like I'm too picky doesn't mean anything. Right. Like once you do, I'm picky, you've now shamed yourself. Right. And so your picker is broken if you're actually trying to be picky (laughs) rather Mm -hmm. than learning how to actually discern who is right for you, who aligns with you and what actually matters to you, which is a whole conversation in and of itself.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it, I I think about, you know, even the word picky, it's like I picture a bird, <laughs> a bird like eating a piece of bread, and it's just like picking at the piece of bread, mm-hmm. and the, the, the beak is pointing outward, and it's like hitting the piece of bread, right? And and so the focus is on the bread rather than the bird, and <clears throat> that's my epic metaphor for today. <laughs> um, so I, I just think about all the, the women who are out there trying to pick from their minds and from their heads and that we've talked about this on should I stay or should I go it's like when we keep our focus on the guy the subject the woman whoever you're whoever you're deciding is right or wrong if your focus is on them you're and you're picking them apart oh i see a red flag oh He's not tall enough. Oh, he's, you know, he's works too much. Oh, he, 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 he. Well, you're, you're, folk, you're pointing in the wrong direction. And so coming back to certainly back to what you said about the trust piece and women not trusting themselves enough, we don't trust ourselves enough because we haven't built up the muscle, like every single woman. And yes, the more healing you do, the more clear you can hear the messages of your body. Absolutely. Somatic work is amazing for this but we all have those signals in our bodies like every single woman even you know even if you have had a lot of trauma you still have those signals where it's like something feels off but we haven't been taught to trust that and in order to build this reservoir of trust within yourself you have to say you have to follow that over and over and over and over again to realize how freaking trustworthy that inner GPS that you have is. So when you're out there dating and you know you, something feels good, but your mind is like, oh, wait, this guy. So for example, when I was dating Jeff in the beginning, my mind had all these reasons why he wasn't right for me. And, you know, someone in the old paradigm could argue, well, now you're not with Jeff and he wasn't your forever person, but he was exactly what I needed in order to step into the next version of myself I needed to step into in order to launch my business and to be on purpose and to launch a podcast and to do retreats in Europe and Greece. And like everything that I've claimed and stepped into was because I said yes to that relationship that felt like a yes to my body, but a no to my mind. So to me, that feels like the biggest, I mean, I'm sure there's many biggest pieces, but like that feels like such a big piece is like, if you are called picky or you are questioning whether you're picky or not, maybe check in with where you're, where you're choosing from, where you're, if you're deciding someone's not enough because you're focused and you're obsessed with their behavior and who they are and all of every quality about them. And you're, you're not focused on how you feel shift your attention. Start to pay attention to, do I feel good when I'm around this person? Do I feel good when I'm not around them? And do I feel bad when I'm not around them because there's stories in my mind that they should be texting me every five minutes or is it because Mm -hmm. something actually feels off? And there's a difference between picking someone apart And paying attention to
1: behavior. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women really miss, like, especially when you get just caught up in chemistry or feeling or Mm -hmm. even caught up in, oh, they do a lot of spiritual work and Mm -hmm. personal development work, but I'm not paying attention to how they actually treat me. Yes. You know, and the picker, you don't actually have a picker You have an inner child and you have a saboteur and you have your true self and your true self attracts true love. And all of the things that get in the way of true love are the image. You know, I was, I actually have been reflecting on this a lot lately because I'm changing my business so much and preparing to launch a new program. Every single client I have had over the past 10 years, when they fall in love with their person, the thing that they say is they did not come in the package. I thought they would. Yeah. Because the things you have to give up in order to open to real love is society's idea about who you should be with, is the image of your partner. And I actually just made a video today about everyone looks for someone who's exactly like them. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: is the number one thing that's in the way of you finding real love you don't need someone who is exactly like you. I mean, if you if you want a life partner, look, if you just want to have fun, you can have very different standards than what I'm suggesting. But if you're looking for a life partner, you're looking for a compliment. You're not looking for someone exactly like you, who's interested in exactly the same things and has done the same amount of personal growth work as you, You're looking for the person who inspires you, who brings out the best in you, who you feel the best around. And that's it. Every single client is like, I was fully and completely myself with this person and I loved and accepted who they were. And so when you, I think about the picker, everything becomes about what you just said outside of me. How does this person fit into the image that I have? Do I like everything about them? And everyone seems to forget that all the best qualities of someone, the flip side is also gonna show up in your relationship. By the way, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can make your list, which is why we say to throw away the list because I think it's such a joke because you're also going to get the worst of
0: someone too. Yes. None of us are perfect all the no time. No one's writing that on the list. No one's <laughs> like, okay, so I want right. his patterns to be like slightly avoidant, but not yes. too much. Like <laughs> you don't include right. it like, everyone. Everyone has patterns.
1: Everyone has patterns. Yeah. And that's why it perfect takes time to get to know someone. And your inner child, so it's usually not your picker's broken, it's which part of you is picking, right? Your saboteur is gonna pick a different person than who your true self is going to be. And your inner child is gonna pick the person who reminds you of your childhood, period. That's the compulsion Mm -hmm. because that young part of you who is wounded and has not been healed yet is saying, if I can get this person to change, then I'll be healed. If I can get this person to show up the way I needed my parent to, then I'll have the childhood I ever had. And so one of the big warning signs for the women who end up with the wrong people all the time is, I mean, really, I say to my clients, if it feels like, sounds like, smells like your childhood, run the fucking other way, like as fast (laughs) as you can, because unfortunately without consciousness, we're going to be drawn to those people. Like that's how it works because the brain yeah. seeks what's yeah. familiar. And that's why healing work is so important. And the women yes. that are too picky, right? Like if you're a woman who's always saying to herself, like, am I too picky? Am I too picky? Okay. That question comes from your head, slow down and come into your heart and say, what am I actually making important Am I looking for someone who checks off a bunch of boxes? Am I looking for the person who's exactly like me? Or do I have standards of behavior and standards of lifestyle? You know, like, great, maybe, I mean, there's people that go to a bunch of workshops and they live in their car <laughs> like mm-hmm. and have no money. Like, okay, like, how does this person live their life? That's the first thing you're looking at. Then you're looking at, do I like how they show up for me? Like just be in that mm-hmm. place first before you're picking them all apart. And we all have fear, you know, it's not that there's such a thing of being fearless and dating. Like you hear me, you've, if you've been listening to the podcast, you hear me say a hundred times, we all would prefer to be liked <laughs> and prefer that the people we like want to go out with us again. And it doesn't always work that way. But if you start dating from the place of like, everyone is actually looking for the same thing. To be seen, Mm. to be known, to be appreciated, to be accepted, to be understood. And when you're in your head, you can't offer any of those things to anyone, let alone yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah. So true. And yeah, I just keep hearing like practice being yourself when you're dating because, and, and, and because when you can fully be yourself, and a lot of women are like, I don't even know who I am. And if you don't know who you are, work with me or Catherine, like do the work with someone, like get to know your own soul and get to know your patterns intimately. Practice being yourself. So think about like your, your closest friend who, you know, loves all of you. And you can be goofy with them and you can be messy with them and you can cry your eyes out with them and you can laugh your head off with them and you can sing and dance and be like be all of who you are with them is like, that's how you want to feel around a man. But unfortunately, because of our program around whoever you're on a date with, because of our programming around love and around dating and around the old paradigm and being chosen and having to be perfect to get the guy and competition and your online dating with a million other women you have to stand out and blah, blah, blah. Women are, saboteurs are showing up and they're, you know, the fantasy addict is like, um, you know, just in complete delusion about the date, not even seeing the person or connected to how they feel, but they're in the fantasy about the experience. The is contorting themselves to try and be who they think they need to be to get the guy, right? The self sacrificers just doing everything for the other person and completely disassociated from themselves. There's all these different ways in which we, we contort or, or change who we are on dates. And so, you know, for those of you, so coming back to the title, is your picker broken? Like if you keep attracting toxic relationships, it's because your patterns are leading your inner child and your protective mechanisms are making the choice and are choosing to say yes to a date again, instead of like, wait, were you actually yourself? Did you feel comfortable being all of who you are? And if you, you know, in those moments, so I pay attention to, you know, the moments my saboteur was like, oh, is that too much? Did I say, did I, you know, did I talk too much? Did I, whatever. And it's like not actually letting her dictate how I show up right? It's like she. the thoughts might be there where I'm judge, I might have judgmental thoughts towards how I'm showing up. And then it's like, thank you for your opinion. Or thank you for your contribution. But no, I'm just going to be myself because guess what? If I talk too much, and I talk a lot, and this guy doesn't like that. He is not meant to be with Kate Harlow because I talk a lot, and so I need to be with someone who loves to listen and who loves to converse and who loves to 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 connect. It's like that's who I am. So you, you know, the more that you get to know the expansiveness of your own soul, and you commit to dating being in an experiment to see like what's aligned and what's not aligned. Where do I get to be all of myself? And like, if you're into human design and astrology freaking look it up on the first date because you care about that. And you know, even if your saboteur is like, "Oh, he might not like you because you're into human if it's who you are, it's who you are." So, it's like this is an opportunity for you to practice being all of who you are and not letting someone else's opinion of you shape shift how you show up. And now your soul's on the date and not your saboteur. Now you're dating from a healthy place because you're you're using it as an as an Opportunity to to practice being you, and it's such a fun experience. I'm having a, I, I have a just he's really just a friend at this point, but a guy that I met um, on Bumble one that one night that I talked on Bumble when I was in Athens, and he'd sent me a really nice voice note he's Italian and Greek. And, and I voice noted him three months later and was like, Hey, I'm so sorry that I didn't respond. I just like did not like Bumble. So I went off it, but I'm coming back to Athens soon. And I just am loving, I want to grow my community there. And I, I, you know, think you're really cool. Cause we had a great chat that one night. And so we just have chatted back and forth for like a week and it was so nice. And it was just this, like, i sent voice notes that were like seven minutes long. And Regina, my saboteur was like, Ooh, or, you, you know, that's too long. It's too much. And, and the practice was like anchoring back into, no, it's not too much because it's just me being me. And if this person disappears because I'm being me, this person is not aligned with me, period. Like you get to practice being you and the right people, friends, romantic partners, people you date, like whoever's drawn to you is aligned with you. And that's
1: the, I was thinking the dating superpower is really the people who are not afraid to be themselves, people who don't care what other people think, and the people that are willing to be awkward and embarrassed, you know, like if, if we're robotic on a date, if we're trying to be perfect, like no one can feel your heart. And the whole point of partnership is feeling one another's hearts and caring about one another's hearts. And so the practices that I offer my clients is essentially start with like what one, if you don't know your non-negotiables, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And the collective wounding of women, like this is beyond just your personal patterns in childhood. Women are conditioned to be codependent. They are conditioned to not ask for too much. They are conditioned to be good girls who are just grateful for whatever bullshit attention they have and breadcrumbs rather than stepping into woman, which can say, I get to have what I want. I have standards of behavior. There are core qualities of the aligned partner for me. And so actually you start with non-negotiables and then you start, and then you do, what do I need? Not what do I want? Which is a list of, of whatever fantasy you have about the image of your partner. What do I need? Because your needs are what will be aligned with what actually makes you happy. Right. Like I definitely did not need someone who is involved with personal development as I was. That made no sense to me. One, I had that with my ex and that didn't work out at all, but I don't need that. I have my whole life of friendships and people that I'm involved with. I have plenty of people to go to workshops with. I needed a partner who had a life of his own. I needed a partner who was empathetic and humble. I needed a partner who could engage in difficult conversations with me. And I needed a partner who wanted to build a life with me, not half-assed one foot in and out, you know, doesn't know how they feel about me. I, and I needed a partner who wanted the things that I wanted, which became marriage and children and so you start with the non negotiables. Then you do what do I need? What are my standards of behavior for how I want someone to treat me? And please stop saying to yourself, and this will be the practice, st- we're just throwing out the question, I'm too picky or am I too quick picky? And please stop saying that to any of your friends. Because when you say that to your girlfriend, you're asking her to dumb down her standards. You're asking her to second guess herself. You're asking her to not believe that she can have what she needs and what she desires in relationship. It is not helpful. It's so dumb. And it's actually part of patriarchal conditioning because you all know them, or we've, you've been that woman who maybe had all the things that looked good on the outside in their relationship and you were empty inside, or you've been in the toxic relationship where nothing was ever coming toward you, right? What you need is someone who wants to be engaged in the relationship. Forget the freaking engagement ring, engaged in the relationship. <laughs> someone who's actively participating with you, who knows how to listen, who can share about themselves, and who wants to create something with you. That's what you need. And when your inner child is who picking- you feel
0: amazing to be you around.
1: amazing to be around. And also who- <laughs> you, I mean, but even it's like partnered with you take responsibility for how you feel too, right? Because a lot of times it's the people who don't feel good about themselves that then get caught in that intensity of feeling Mm -hmm. right in the beginning, like our our fantasy addicts and the inner child. Like if you have emotional neglect that you've never nurtured and you're empty in your own heart, that's why those narcissists and love bombers are so intoxicating in the beginning, because it feels like someone's pouring into you but you don't need someone pouring into the hole that's in your heart. You need someone who is bringing their energy to like the, the um let's see. I know. I mean, you use the, the bird, metaf- the bird mm-hmm. metaphor. I mean, I guess like the metaphor is literally how it feels to give a hug. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, and you know how it feels when someone gives the best hug, right. When they they're bringing their arms around you and they actually squeeze and you can feel the warmth of their body. Like it's not just like limp, Right. And the earth, or uh, this drives me crazy that people just like pat you on the back. <laughs> like they oh, hug you and it's just like, they don't, I'm like, no, I want to be hugged. Like that's how the relationship feels like each person bringing their energy to the yeah. other. And yes. that's the magic. And that's what you're looking for. And that is what I hope is the baseline standard for you when you're dating, who is bringing their energy to me. And yes. just, does my energy respond to them? right? Like, cause if you notice, wow, I don't actually like really want to talk to this person or I don't feel any energy or I'm not excited about seeing them again. Right. As you always like, that's coming back to your body. And like, you can trust that no one's mm-hmm. love story starts like this. Well, I didn't know how I felt about them. And I was judging the fuck out of them for the first like two months. And then we fell in love. No one's story <laughs> sounds like that. No one's story sounds like, well, I judged them like crazy For months and months and months. But I just kept forcing myself to go on a date. No, you might say, wow, my head was full of stories about them. And the judgment came up because that's very human, but there was something about this person. Right. And I could trust how I felt. And, and I, Didn't and I could keep watching their behavior and I didn't want to deny myself of that because they were really aligned with everything that I wanted, how I wanted to be treated. And I really respected them as a person because now we're in a whole other episode about all the people that keep giving men chances and ignoring themselves. I mean, my thing this Mm -hmm. year, I'm like geeking out on like how women actually develop self-trust. And I've been doing that for 10 years but the amount of second guessing and craziness around dating is really because people are trying to follow rules and scripts and perfectionism and who they think they should be. And then the Hollywood image of what we think is a good partnership, which is like, who looks good on Instagram rather than, Mm -hmm. or on paper, does this person care or on paper? Does this person care about my heart? Yes, That is the question. And does being with this person help me learn about love? Or when I'm with this person, why just acting out all of my patterns and my wounds and my insecurities and, and behaving like someone I
0: don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, do they care about my heart? And do you care about your heart? Because here's the thing, you're going to keep attracting, if you have a broken picker and you keep attracting men that treat you like shit, do you treat you like shit? Most women do. Most women neglect themselves, judge themselves, beat themselves up when they look in the mirror, starve themselves or binge, or like have, you know, so many habits and patterns where they treat themselves like shit and You know, constantly on their phones and and you know, ignoring the body screaming, this job is torturous, I can't be here anymore, ignoring all the signals in their body when the relationship's toxic. And there's a reason for it. Like you like this all when we're kids, like we learn how to contort and sacrifice and compromise and 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 how to squish ourselves in order to survive as children. So you learned it somewhere. There's a reason for it. And that's why doing the deeper work of understanding your own patterns, understanding your own pain, understanding your own traumas around relationships is so important. And... Start with your relationship with you because there's no relationship more important. And at the root of every relationship issue is a relationship issue with yourself. And if someone else is treating you like shit, whether it's your boss or a guy that you're dating, it or your, you know, mother-in-law or whatever, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're allowing them to treat you like shit, I guarantee you, you treat yourself way worse. And that's why it's tolerable. That's why you you you're allowing it. So you know, the most important thing is treat yourself like royalty treat yourself like the queen that you want to be treated in a relationship show up for yourself start to to honor yourself in ways you'd like to be honored in relationships start to become the the woman who is a match to the man that you're desiring rather than just sitting around being like oh what's my perfect partner I want this that and the other it's like who do I need to be in order to attract that how do I need to treat myself in order to attract mm-hmm. someone who will treat me that way too and then the moment I'm around someone who doesn't treat me that way I will feel it and I will know it because I treat myself in, with such high regard. So like to me, yeah, anyways, that's like, that's, that is such a significant part of, of the picker is like, just shift your focus, start treating yourself in the way you want to be treated. Nothing is more protective of toxic
1: relationships than self-worth and confidence and Mm self-respect. Like that is your, defense against like, no, not even being amused by bad behavior. Like you don't even give that the time of day. And when you treat yourself well and act as, I mean, even, I mean, treating myself well was very freaking hard for me in the beginning. (laughs) Like, I just want to acknowledge that. Like I rolled my eyes at all the self-love shit and it was gruel. I mean, it, it was grueling, but that's actually how breaking habits feels for all of us. No Mm -hmm. one is excited breaking patterns because our brain is wired to do the survival thing and do what is familiar and comfortable. So I also want to acknowledge like, just because there's a little resistance around things or something's hard, doesn't mean not to do it. It means that's what it takes to change. Um, Mm -hmm. but the, the reminder that you are choosing, like I'm thinking of the women who do the, like, Oh, is my picker broken? you're acting like you're the one not making a choice. So Mm -hmm. it isn't why do I attract unavailable people? It's why do I keep saying yes to them? It's Mm not, am I too picky? It's why don't I trust myself and trust the standards that I have for my life? Or why don't I let men show up for me and, and treat me well. And maybe I'm pushing everybody away because if I have the, a ridiculous like Christmas list long of standards, that person doesn't exist. And when I embrace what is imperfect and lovable about me that I'm way more willing to let someone love me and see what is lovable about them. Because no matter, like the whole thing of wanting to be perfect is people want their partners to show up perfectly. Like that's what's happening too. You want the person to send the perfect first message and always get it right and always do everything right. People don't, right? But that's why the skill of relationship is how does this person repair? Does this person apologize? It's a number one thing to look for. Please only be with people who freaking apologize and can take responsibility for their behavior and the impact they have on you. But you don't know who someone is until you actually set the boundary or until you actually are authentic. And you can see their response. Otherwise, this is how people end up in relationships that are empty, but maybe you live together, but there's no connection because no one's taking the risk. No one's letting their guard down. No one's af- no one. Everyone's afraid to lose. I'm not exactly sure what like another body in the room, mm-hmm. I guess, but it, t- it takes a risk. But the the main there's no such thing as a picker. It's which part of you is choosing and this was last yes. week's episode too. You are the chooser. Take responsibility for the choices you are making. And if things are really hard for you to believe in your worth and believe in your lovability, there's a healing path available to you. Like you are not doomed. Nobody's destined to be single. This is the most ridiculous thing ever. You get to have what you want. And I love what you just said. Like, who do I need to become in order to mm-hmm. receive that? Like in order to have that. And most of all, getting out of your head and into your heart because love is found in your heart, in your heart. That's where love is.
0: So that's it for me. Yeah. (laughs) Most important thing is where are you dating from? That's it. Like, where are you dating from? And if you don't know, most women don't, but if you don't know your patterns intimately, you don't know your saboteur, you don't know your inner child, and you don't know the difference between that and your soul – and your expansive self and when you're in your heart and 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 how to navigate from that place make that your primary focus yeah. that's how you shift it it's not about there it's not about cuz I, I the last thing i want to say is it feels like even the statement broken picker is like it's just another form of self blame and feeling like broken like powerless and broken like there's nothing i can do i'm I'm I just have a broken picker and it's just like I, I give up. I'm a victim to this thing and I'm just gonna be destined to be have shitty love forever. And I have worked with countless women, hundreds of women my I have witnessed you know so many of my clients and my friends and myself and you like everyone in my life. Go from attracting a certain, showing up a certain way in relationship and having the same pattern over and over again, same, we had a guy over and over again, to completely transforming what they experience, who they attract. I was just with a client in Costa Rica. She came to visit with her new man, and she, when we met, thought she had a broken picker. She had a marriage with a man that really wasn't aligned, and then she had a partner that she was tangled kind of with when she first met me a year ago and she's now in the most beautiful healthy relationship i got to spend a week with them in costa rica they came to visit and her new man is adoring of her and he's a gentleman and he treats everyone so lovingly and kindly like that's another thing is how do they treat other people yes. and she just like is a queen and he sees her queenliness and he holds her into that and she ho- like they're just growing together like it's just so beautiful to witness everything is possible. Everything you desire is possible. And the universe has a plan. So sometimes you think you're ready for that lifelong partnership. And sometimes you're actually not like I was ready for Jeff to help me step into my purpose and me to help him step into his. I have, you know, a friend right now who's dating this man who she's having like intimacy beyond what she's ever experienced before this like sexual awakening next level. And she can't see long-term partnership with him. But right now that's actually What she needs to experience, and it might only be for six months. It might only be for a few months, but ultimately, it's like it's it is serving her. So, like, also allow yourself to be flexible with what you're like. Trusting, wait, is if this actually feels really good right now? Maybe this is the thing I'm meant to experience right now. I've got this agenda and timeline in my head because of my programming of what my life's supposed to look like. But maybe I'm not actually supposed to have that kind of relationship yet surrender to the universe. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many layers. So I feel like we could go on and and on a plug plug real quick for the women that are maybe
1: sleeping with someone who treats them like shit. Um, And they're going to tell themselves, well, this feels really good right now because maybe Mm -hmm. I don't want a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, what you're offering requires a tremendous amount of radical self-honesty Yes, and you are certainly welcome to have people that, are casual people that are short term, but you'd never drop below the line of the standard of respect and kindness (laughs) toward you and, and good behavior, because I know I'm just thinking of myself that I told myself that my ex was enough, or I told myself that I was fine sleeping around because that's what quote unquote felt good um, for me at the time. So I just wanted to add on to that, like watch out for the, This feels good, but you're actually lying to yourself because maybe you actually do want more, right? People that will date casually and just hang on to the person who said, I don't want a relationship, but they do, right? Like all of this is about reclaiming the, the power of choice and who you are. And then, most of all, practicing radical honesty. You're allowed to want what you want and you're allowed to do what you do, and you more. Are more than enough and most of all deserve to be treated well, no matter who you're spending time with, whether yes. it's a casual person or your long-term person. There's a baseline of behavior. I mean, I don't let anyone treat me poorly in my life. It's not even just Andrew. I mean, I don't tolerate bullshit behavior for from anyone. It's yes. not okay. And that's what empowerment is whether you're a healer or a coach like your clients don't get to treat you poorly like give me a break no one when you have the attitude of no one treats me poorly like it's yes. just not okay that's when everything changes in your life too let alone the the worthiness and self-respect and boundaries that you create for yourself like you are a sacred being and you get to have what you want and you get to do what you want in your life and no one deserves to be treated poorly Ever, ever.
0: Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, and, and yeah, that's the. The so the friend of mine that's having that experience right now, it's 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 a intimacy she's never experienced. It's not a fling, it's like a deep, it could, in my opinion, it may very well turn into a relationship. It's just she can't see that yet, but they're deepening in an intimacy she's never experienced before, which is so beautiful. And often our saboteurs want to take ourselves out because it doesn't look how we think it's supposed to look. And it's not that he's not committing, it's like he's respecting and loving and adoring her and showing up in all these amazing ways but her mind has an idea of what her future partner looks like. And, and so like, that's the thing is like, you got to know yourself intimately. Cause what you're talking about, what I'm talking about are just two different parts of self. It's like, you got to know where it's coming from within you. You've got to know when you're dating and when you're in relationship, where's it coming from? Right. And if you don't know yourself, you can't know. And so know yourself, learn yourself, like get, you know, become obsessed with being a researcher of getting to know you and all these different parts of you so that you can actually be clear. Whoa, there's, there's a pattern type of relationship. This guy's treating me like shit and I'm choosing to be with him and I'm, you know, want to spend more time with him, even though he's avoiding me or ignoring me or, you know, whatever. It's like, oh there's my pattern. Oh, okay. This guy's actually amazing. And I feel great to be around him. But my saboteur is telling me I should run for the hills. Oh, there's my pattern. Like you got to know your own self and dating is such a beautiful way to learn about ourselves and to know ourselves deeply. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a huge part of it. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken, but you definitely need to get intimate with these parts of you um, to be able to have what you desire.
1: So we love you. And if you loved this episode, you know, we love hearing from you. And most of all, stop telling your friends that they are too picky. Stop thinking that you're too picky. And it's not about being picky or even picking. It's about choice and vulnerability and recognizing that you get to decide how you want to live your life.
0: So we'll see you soon. See you soon.